Hello, my little gangsters. What is up, spiritual CEO family? It is time for another podcast episode, and I'm so excited to be sitting here with you all at 3.51 p.m. on a rainy Monday afternoon here in Wellington, New Zealand. And guys, far out, what I'm here to speak to you today about is something super real for so many entrepreneurs and actually just so many people in general. So whether you have your own business or you just have stumbled across this podcast because you just think I'm crazy. (laughs) Hi, what's up and welcome. But this message really is for you. So I, for the last year, have been working on a book. Now, this isn't just any book that has just stumbled out of the universe and presented itself to me. This is a book that is going to be published by one of Hay House's subsidiaries. Saying that out loud is such an exciting thing for me because it has always been a dream of mine to be a Hay House author and to be a top personality at their events, speaking at their events, traveling the world as a Hay House author and speaker. I would say out of anything, that along with writing a fiction book that becomes a blockbuster or multiple blockbuster Hollywood movies is totally on my number one life dream goal list. And I was thinking today about how, you know, there's, there's been so much hype about the excitement around this book and so much support from my community and just everybody's so excited about it, which is amazing. But I realized that I haven't really told the story about how it came to be. And I think it's really important for anybody at any level of building their business, whether you have made your first dollar, your first thousand dollars, your first 10,000, your first hundred thousand, your first million, whatever, to always keep it real. At least that's a value and a moral of mine. I'm all about keeping it real. And I know that Instagram and social media and fuck, just like the, the entrepreneurial space sometimes can really perpetuate this idea of overnight success. And if you've hung around me for long enough, you'll know that this is something I'm really passionate about breaking and transforming because when you were just starting out, or even if you're just a year or two into your business and you see all of these other people quote unquote making it, it can be so difficult to not compare yourself and so difficult to you know, really bat off these limiting beliefs about where you should be versus where they are, blah, 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 blah. So see, I literally just burped there. (laughs) It's really important to me to speak about the journey of becoming rather than just be like, yo, so I won this book deal and like, how cool is that? YOLO, just like life's great motherfuckers, you know, like, nah, let's, let's be real. Let's speak a bit more about the journey too. So why this is, I guess, coming through around today as well is because I am running so many incredible programs at the moment for so many wonderful clients. And there's been a couple of conversations over the last couple of weeks around failure and what we make failure mean. Now, as an entrepreneur, as a human being, as the person listening to this, I can bet that hand on your heart, you have experienced something like this before, something that you deem as failure, right? If, if you're a coach, maybe it's launching a group program and having nobody sign up. Maybe it is putting an offer out there and hearing crickets, having literally nobody even inquire. Maybe it's putting on an event and not one person buys a ticket. Maybe it's even just going live and having nobody watching, 
right? Whatever you deem as a failure. But I want to present something different for us all today. Failure only means what we prescribe it to mean. And this goes far deeper than just the understanding of, oh, every failure creates a lesson, blah, 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 blah. What if every failure or every mistake or every fuck up was actually preparing you for the level of success that you keep saying you want? What if every single failure or rejection or no was actually setting you up to become better, to be able to stabilize the level of success that you keep dreaming of? So I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story with you guys today around how my book, The Spiritual CEO, came to be. And if you're new to the space and you're just listening, hi and welcome. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this book and just the journey of its becoming. So The Spiritual CEO is my book and it's all about really teaching you how to build your business, grow your brand and maximize your income and your impact as a spiritual entrepreneur. And what that really means, right? Like what does it even mean to be a spiritual CEO today? And how do we all embody this? And how do we combine business and spirituality to create a wildly thriving business and a wildly fulfilling life? This book was not always in my atmosphere. It was not always in my orbit at all. And I want to let you guys, like I say, in on a very personal story of mine, something that I realized I haven't really shared. And that's not on purpose. I just realized that, whoops, I made that torrential mistake that I always speak about, which is, hey, don't just share the end result, share the journey too. So in 2018, it must have been, 2018, So four or five years ago, I flew across the world to attend a bunch of different personal development events and I ended my great personal development tour in Portland, Oregon. And I stopped there for just three days, I think it was, three or four days for one reason and one reason only. And that was to attend in person my first ever Hay House Writers Workshop. Now, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, the Hay House Writers Workshop pre-COVID was this incredible event that they put on where you could literally go and learn from not only incredible speakers like the one I went to, it was Rebecca Campbell, who is the author of Light is the New Black and Rise Sister Rise. Um, so many industry experts like Kelly Notaris, who does a lot of editing work with Hay House. You also get to hear directly from USA Hay House, says, well, that was a mouthful. Hay House USA's CEO, Reed Tracy. And this was such an immaculate experience for me because I remember sitting in my office in South Africa in this tiny little bush town that I was in. And I don't even know how I got onto this. I honestly cannot even tell you guys. I had no fucking idea this is something Hay House did. I had no awareness that this is something I was going to do. It wasn't a plan. I knew I wanted to be a Hay House author. I've known that since I was like literally probably 16. Not even just wanted to be, but I knew that that would always be my experience. It was like a done deal. Like I knew what I was having for dinner that night. It felt that normal to me. 
but I'd never really created like a, I guess a plan around it. I just knew it would happen anyway, blah, blah. So I'm sitting at this computer. I'm booking all of my tickets for all of these personal development events. And I guess it honestly, I don't know if I saw someone else speak about it on Facebook. I don't know if I just happened to land on their website. Maybe I was looking at another personal development or spiritual development event that was maybe run by Hay House. I don't know how this happened, but somehow the universe landed me onto the Hay House Writers Workshop. Now, this was a two-day in-person live event. I think it was six or eight hours every single day where you really got to go and learn from industry experts how to write a self-help or spiritual help or whatever like Hay House Vibe book that would get published. You got all the tips, the info, the knowledge, amazing opportunities to ask questions directly to those people who made the decisions about these books. But one of the coolest parts about the Hay House Writers Workshop is that if you attend or if you're a participant in it, the coolest part about it is that you actually get an opportunity to put forward a book proposal. They teach you how to create a book proposal and then you actually get to send it into them. And not only do you just send it into them for shits and giggles, but you have an opportunity to win a book deal with them or one of their subsidiaries. So prize number one is a Hay House book deal. Prize number two is a book deal with their subsidiary. And I can't actually remember what prize number three is. Plus, you get feedback on on your proposal if it's one of the ones that made it through. Like, there's just a whole slew of amazing, (laughs) incredible opportunities, right? Like, if you're listening to this going, oh my God, I've also wanted to be a high house author. Holy shit, this is what I need to do. There's good news because they still do these, even though it's, um, uh, I guess the format's a little bit different. Anyway, so I attended my first ever one of these in, I think it was 2018, Portland, Oregon. I stayed at a little hotel nearby walked myself there and back every day, soaked up the info, visualized myself on stage. It was, it was a beautiful experience. And, you know, I think you get about six months to put together this book proposal. And I did. I took every single note I had learned from this workshop and I applied it. And I even hired a professional editor to help me. And I think at the time I paid like 5,000 New Zealand dollars for it, which was a fuckload of money for me, right? And this was like only in the first year or two in my business. So I wasn't even really earning that much back then. And I was convinced I was going to win. It was not even a question. I was convinced. Like, obviously, obviously, this is what was going to happen. The book that I had put forward was based off a really successful and popular, well-loved program of mine called 2.0. And in 2.0, I put the participants, my students, through a really impactful transformative process where we overview the five main pillars of their life, everything from self and spirituality right over to money and abundance, wealth and prosperity, all the things. And I teach them a potent process to transform their lives, to really move them from where they are to where they want to be in every single one of those five areas. There have been over 100 people through that program already, each one of them receiving so many incredible results because of this specific process. So in my mind, I'm like, 
naturally, obviously, this is the book that I'm going to write. Like, this is going to be the book that takes me to Hay House success. Like, this is obviously the book it's going to be. And I submitted my book proposal. I was traveling at the time. I remember being um, visiting New Zealand really briefly. I think I was here for about a week, literally just dropping off some summer clothes and getting winter clothes before going to a winter destination or the other way around or something. And I'd rented this beautiful little Airbnb that overlooked the water. And I just like buried my head in book proposal for seven days editing, you know, I mean, fuck, it took me way longer than that. I just mean like the final, I just remember the final push was like about seven days. And I hit submit with like barely even a, you know, not even, there was nothing special. Cause I was like, yeah, this is it. Like it's done. Obviously this is, this is, this is how I become a Hay House author. Like pfft whatevs I don't even need to think about it again so I carried on with my life like I think I celebrated solo with like a glass of champagne or something maybe um but yeah I got on with my life (laughs) and then the day came where they announced the winners now I was so convinced that I was going to be one of them that I woke up at 4am because I didn't want to miss the call from the CEO of Hay House and that that would have been Reed Tracy the USA one Four o'clock came around and I didn't get a call. Ten past four came around, still no call. I'm, you know, making sure my phone's connected to Signal. God, have I dropped my SIM out of it somehow? What's going on? Quarter past came around, no call. Half past four came around, no call. 5 a.m. came around, no call. And by this time, I'm starting to freak out. And I'm starting to worry and doubt, and for the first time in those two months or however long it was between submit and announcement of the winners, I started questioning whether, oh fuck, did I actually do this? Was I actually good enough? So 7am rolls around and the winners are posted online in the private Hay House Facebook group. And my name is not one of them. I am not even an honourable mention on their honourable mention list. It's as if my book proposal didn't even exist. I bawled my eyes out for two hours. And for probably one of the first times in my life, I felt like a complete failure. There was no positive mindsetting my way out of that. I felt as if my dreams had been crushed. Clearly, I wasn't good enough to be accepted for my dream. Clearly, my writing was shit. Clearly, I didn't have what it took to be a Hay House author. I didn't win. I didn't even get a mention. I sucked that bad. Well, these were the stories I was telling myself anyway. And so for about six months. I didn't pick up a pen. I didn't write. I didn't share. Even my content during that time was slack and messy and shitty because I had created a belief in a story within myself that my writing was crap because I didn't get accepted by Hay House. For six months, I believed that And I looked at that moment in my life as evidence and proof that my dream of becoming a published author was not going to happen. 
My confidence was so shook. Because I am somebody, if, if you know me, you'll know this. And I mean, God, even it's funny to, to talk about it from this version of me who fucking writes all the time. But I am a huge writer. Writing is a very, very big part of my life. I write every single day, whether it's in my journal, whether it is on obviously now the spiritual CEO, whether it is posts, whether it is manifesting and future forecasting. I write every single day. It is such a a massive component of who I am as a human being. It is what I know my life purpose is, regardless of what that evidence was showing me. And so for me to not pick up a pen for six months and to believe and ingrain those stories within myself that I sucked and I was a failure, it was rough, man. And then I guess I just got distracted by the rest of my life. I can't even tell you the moment where things started to change. I remember feeling like I missed writing. I remember feeling like I missed the version of me that writes and everything that that meant for me. And I remember missing my belief in my dream of being a Hay House author. And so one day I picked up a pen again. And I wasn't even writing anything specific. I wasn't working on a book or anything like that. It was just writing, journal, whatever, short stories, whatever, didn't matter. I just needed to get those creative juices flowing again. Now, fast forward about another two or three years and an opportunity to join another Hay House Writers Workshop comes around. This time we're living in a COVID world. (laughs) (laughs) So many thoughts on this for another episode, (sighs) but whatever. This time we're living in a COVID world I've already met Tom. I remember we were house sitting at his mum's house and this workshop was another two or three day writer's workshop and it was online. And I think it started at 2 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. New Zealand time. And I remember when I was going to enroll in it, having all of these fears come up of not being good enough and having all of those beliefs and those, those bullshit stories, although they felt so fucking real at the time, of, of not being good enough come up and of being a failure and of asking myself, do I really want to put myself through this again? Do I really want to face the risk of rejection that breaks my heart about my life purpose and my dream? Can I really handle that? Do I really want to do this again? Do I want to risk that feeling of failure again? And because I had done so much work and my own personal development work over those last couple of years, the answer was clear for me. Obviously, I didn't want to experience that again. But what was a stronger desire for me was to not experience the pain of having never tried again. And always wondering what if. And so I got up at 1 or 2 a.m. every morning for those three days. And I sat in Tom's mum's living room lounge. Nestled up in my pajamas with a hot water bottle and a hoodie on. 
scratching away at my notes as if it was my first time hearing everything. And as I was sitting on that session, an idea dropped in. A new idea dropped in. Something that collected all of the years of coaching business development that I had created for myself and for the over almost now 500 other spiritual entrepreneurs who have come to work with me, a new idea dropped in and I started playing with it. And throughout the rest of that workshop, I listened to everything as if it was for this specific book idea. And so after the workshop and we had those six months or so to do our book proposal, get everything together, I applied myself like never before. When I look back now and I look at the first time around, I think I was so cocky that I was going to win. I didn't really give it my all. It's like I was, I had already won in my mind, so it was like I couldn't fuck it up, right? And that's not in like the positive, like, yo, you can't fuck it up if it's meant for you way. It's in like the, I was so cocky that I just didn't really even give it my all. But this time round, I did. And there was a period of probably about four months. Tom and I had just moved to Papamoa, um, which was about six hours away from where we were living in Wellington where I started creating a bit of a ritual, where I would do my morning activations, my daily rituals, and I would then come into the office and I would sit and I would, I guess, I can't even remember, but somehow I made it work. And I wrote an entire book proposal in those few months. I didn't work with a professional editor. I only had two, maybe three chapters of this book that I, that I could send through that were done. And it felt different. I didn't have any expectation of anything, but I knew that I had put my best work forward. And I knew that just something felt different in the energy of it. I knew that, that, that the work that I was teaching in this book was unquestionably embodied for myself and my clients. And it felt easy. It felt easy. Still fucking scary, <laughs> but easier, easier, I'll say. And as I hit send on this proposal, like I say, I did so with no expectations. Then in May, maybe early June of 2021, I was in the midst or at the beginning of a pretty traumatic period of my life. And if you guys have listened to the podcast episode around trauma and healing and still trying to run a business, you'll know what I'm talking about. This was like almost at the beginning of that. And I had needed some time away from the house. So I had driven down to the beach for a walk when I got a phone call from an overseas number. And when I picked up the phone and I said, hello, Jackie speaking. And I heard a man say, hello, Jackie, this is Leon, the CEO of Hay House Australia. I lost my shit because I knew what that phone call meant. Oh, my God, I'm like literally crying right now. I knew what that phone call meant. 
Not only did it mean that I had won one of the book deals that they were giving away, but it meant that I had overcome my own disbelief and fear of failure to reach and create success, life, purpose, destiny, success. And I lost my shit on the phone to him. He probably thought I was nuts. I don't even really remember our conversation. (laughs) But the spiritual CEO had one second place, which means the spiritual CEO is going to be a published book. And Leon had only the most encouraging words for me around Hay House truly believing that it can be a bestseller and how much they wanted to support me through this process. And that to me meant more than anything in the world. And it just showed me the power of perseverance. Now, a week after that, shit hit the fan in my life and I didn't write for another six months because I was healing from trauma. But on January 1 of 2022, well, no, let me rewind that a little bit. Last year, late last year sometime, I had a very special plant medicine ceremony with some of my closest friends and guides in this life. And I was speaking into, and I was already in like a really good place. I was was feeling very healed from the trauma I'd experienced, but I was speaking into this question of like, I have the opportunity and the direct opening to fulfill a life stream here, like write a book for Hay House. Why am I not doing that? And we just sat in circle and really spoke to that. And it was became so clear to me that I hadn't been continuing or hadn't been writing because that fear of failure was coming up. Because now if I write this book and it sucks, what does that say about me, right? What meaning am I putting to that again? And after really unwinding that, on the 1st of January, I made a commitment that every day going forward, I was going to write for 30 minutes. That's all, no matter what. And I did until the spiritual CEO was finished about a month ago. 55,000 fucking words something crazy like 4,000 hours, 126 days, and unlimited love pouring into this book. And it's complete. The first draft is now complete. (laughs) So I am sitting here today in the last couple of weeks really going through my first edit. I I can already send it over to the crew for them to do the editing and get all the things organized, but It's important to me that they get a good body of work to start with. So I'm doing my own first round of edits on it. And it just really made me realize that failure can mean one of two things. It can either mean, as in you can either allow it to mean you suck, you're not good enough, you might as well give up, blah, 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 blah. Or it's just a redirection to a better place a better opportunity. For example, if my goal is to be a best seller Hay House author and one of Hay House's top speaker personalities, then the universe needs to make sure that it gives me the right book for that path and for that avenue to become a reality. 
And clearly my first idea for a book was not that. But now having built a wildly successful business and helped, having helped almost 500 other entrepreneurs to do the same, clearly something's working. <laughs> and this can be given to the world now. So my hope for you today is that you do not make failure mean anything other than just a redirection to something that is even better for you, something that is even more aligned for you. Because I hate to think, it saddens me to think, what would have happened had I chose to continue believing the stories and continue believing the meaning that I had put behind my first failure of my first book proposal. I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be sitting here right now recording this podcast, looking at my draft, my first draft of the spiritual CEO. And I certainly wouldn't have learned this incredibly valuable life lesson. Failure can mean whatever you want it to mean. But you will go so much further in your life if you allow it to mean something positive, something better is coming, you are being redirected to something far more aligned. And maybe like me, you can't even see what you're being directed to. Maybe it feels like every single door has closed on you, but it hasn't. You just need to turn around and see the one that is wide open. Never forget the power of believing in your dreams. And plus, if we get really honest for a sec, it wouldn't ever really mean that much if it was always super easy, if it was always a yes, if it was always a shoo-in, if it was always a no-brainer, that you would get whatever you want, whenever you want it. What does that really mean? Like, what is a fuck yes without having ever experienced a no? What is success without ever having experienced failure? What is fulfillment without ever having experienced not fulfillment? So take each quote unquote failure as a redirection. The universe is literally just setting you up so that you can manage or you can truly achieve whatever it is you keep saying, right? It's nothing more than that. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please Share it on your socials, man. We can get so many more people listening to these incredible nuggets if we share it. And it really is the number one way that people find my podcast. So if you have found value from this and you are sitting there going, mm-hmm, fuck yeah, sister, please share it on your stories. And of course, tag me because I want to I know what you thought about it. Send me a message. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if this has re-inspired you to go after an old dream or to recreate the meaning of quote unquote failure in your life. So I will have the spiritual CEO first draft finished by the end of June and sent over to the publishers to do their round of edits and start that whole process, whatever that looks like. So I can't wait for this book to be in your hands because I just know how much value and help and support and guidance and fucking lightning bolt truth bombs it is going to deliver for you. All right, my little gangsters, love, light, and a high vibe, high five. Bye.